welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. And I am so, so sorry. <laughs> and I brought this upon us, and I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay? Just out, out of the gate. I'm, this sucks. I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, it's not yeah, your I, fault that there's a bad movie from 2005 starring Robert De Niro and Dakota Fanning. I blame whoever showed you this movie, because yikes. Yeah. Yeah, um, when I was a kid, I went to a friend's house for a sleepover, and I guess it was one of those things where it's like, let's watch a scary movie. And I don't know if my friend picked it or their parents picked it. I remember, like, scenes from this movie. I remember Robert De Niro and Dakota Fanning, and I remember certain shots. And just thinking as a little kid, like, what the f- hell is this? And it didn't scare me. I think it just confused me. And it's still Yeah, that's does. fair. So how old were you? God, I... Uh, Let's see, like, 2005. I can't do math. Okay, so I was born in 97. Um, eight. You have been seven or eight. So, yeah, so if I, I would have been ten in 2007, so I would have been eight years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah, as an eight-year-old, I would be, like, really con- I mean, obviously, I'm just confused watching this as a 23-year-old, too, but, like- They're like, this has Dakota Fanning in it. It must be (laughs) child-friendly. They thought it was, like- What was the kids' movie with, like, Dakota Fanning back then? uh, Um, Charlotte's Web. They thought it was Charlotte's Web! (laughs) (laughs) There are quite Uh, a few kids' movies with Dakota Fanning. It's just- Yeah. I can't remember many of them. And she right. was in My Neighbor Totoro. Mm. I don't know how you could confuse this. Well, there are some neighbors here, <laughs> which are very good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember so, like the ending scene with the light turning on and off. I remember that really weird zoom in where she's like, you believe me, don't you, daddy? <laughs> and I remember That felt like a sitcom. Vibe. It really did. It really uh, was. Yeah. So I guess to back things up a little bit, so this is part of our October little mini-series that we're doing um, all about the first horror movies that each of us watched. So last week we talked about my first horror movie, The Woman in Black. This week we're talking about Hannah's first horror movie. Hi, <laughs> is not as Yeah, it's not as much of a fun experience as you would want for your first horror movie. No. No. <laughs> it's like, honestly... <laughs> barely even I guess it is a horror movie but like it comes off much more of like a family drama yeah I feel like this and movie I think was... that's just because of the people they got for it more than anything a family well, I drama feel like with this... tense music I feel like yeah. this movie was trying to recreate um the sixth sense because it had a very similar oh, definitely. vibe mm-hmm. yeah that movie came out in 1999 so like it, it was probably still like at the height of its like iconicness because like we still talk about how good the sixth sense was now and yeah yeah it was it just felt like it was trying to be this like it definitely had like the oh here's a plot twist and here's a creepy <laughs> kid and oh yeah we got but you. they like reversed the plot twist from the sixth sense it's like what if he wasn't a ghost what if he was actually a real human person <laughs> yeah and what if uh... we didn't set up this plot twist at all. Or the what and we what did if- is so <laughs> bullshit. A ghost would have made more sense. Honestly, yeah. yeah. What what if also he wasn't a nice person, he was just a piece of shit. 
He was just a huge piece of shit. <laughs> well, he's not even a Bruce piece of Willis shit for most of it. He's just kind of inside of Robert De Niro. <laughs> I do like watching Robert De Niro react to things. I think his face mm-hmm. is very funny. Oh, yeah. My favorite is when they're eating dinner and he, like, makes that weird face at, at his daughter because I guess he's trying to make her laugh, but it just looks really <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, Jesus, something that go the mom the mom used to do. Like, they set it up. Like, the mom... So the way they set it up at the beginning is, like, the the mom... Wait, super... Oh, probably... Commit suicide. I, I was gonna this say, quick trigger, trigger warning. warning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, they For set it up... a trigger warning so that, and a very, very, very bad representation of dissociative identity disorder that is not at all accurate and quite terrible. Yeah. yeah. So they, they set it up and the the mom kills herself i guess well and yeah. they find they, her like, with her wrist slit in the bathtub and yeah dakota fanning like of course walks in on it and traumatized yeah. and then um so like they decide to move to upstate new york i guess somewhere more rural than new york city and um when they get there, more weird stuff starts happening. Like the little girl, Dakota Fanny's character, I think her name was Emily. She yeah. like starts talking about how she made a new friend. His name is Charlie and like you know, he he's not here right now, but he just left. And then we get to meet all the oh, wacky God, it's neighbors. So bad. Like, there's and, one neighbor who had, like, a kid who died recently, and the father seems really aggressive and unstable. Uh, yeah. We have another guy who, like, has the keys to the house who's, like, super really fucking creepy and, like, shows up to their yeah, house in the middle of the but, night. But, like, the, yeah. the thing about that guy is I'm not sure he even shows up at the beginning of the movie. Apparently he's the guy that's supposed to have sold the house to them. Yeah, no, he does show up when they first get to the house. They meet. Okay, him. well, I guess I wasn't paying attention at that point because, like, that this random guy showed up trying to slip the keys under the door, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, he's like either the realtor or he owned the house. One or the other. Yeah, one of those. He either way, he had the keys to the house and was like trying to slip them under the door or something. Mm-hmm. And, and there's um the there's a woman who Robert De Niro is trying to befriend. Yeah, um, she's pretty nice. She's played by Elizabeth Shue from the Back to the Future sequels. Um, she played Jennifer in those. Um, very warm, welcoming smile. I don't understand why she and Robert De Niro are trying to be a thing, but okay. Um, <laughs> and then um, there's a cop. Um, played by Dylan Baker, who is one of my favorite character actors. Uh, he played the principal in Trick or Treat, and he was also in Spider-Man 2 as Dr. Connors, aka the lizard, who didn't actually get to be the lizard because I'm still mad at Avi Arad for that. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started, but Dylan Baker's in this. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, and so the whole middle part of the movie is just like... The dad going into his office and listening to music, and the little girl playing creepy games with Charlie, and then like a we something scrawled on the bathroom, uh, bathroom tub or shower or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Uh, like it's your fault. You did this. You killed her. And then the cat dies. 
And then later in the movie, he just kind of realizes that he, the dad, just kind of real. Oh wait, he kills the potential girlfriend first. Yep. Um. Then, then he just kind of realizes he was Charlie the whole time, and then tries to kill his daughter because she likes her dad better than Charlie. Yeah, Charlie, who keeps fucking killing people, is you know, uh, less less admirable than uh Robert De Niro, who uh doesn't want to kill people and actually kind of reminds me of our film school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, also there's a um there's a character played by the same woman that played Phoenix in the X-Men movies. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. the child psychiatrist she's... or psychiatrist. Yeah, she's like the other. She's but a psychologist she... or a therapist and she is like a friend of the family. Yeah. Um and she doesn't do a very good job. <laughs> no. <laughs> um yeah. Also, so I kind of wish she was more prominent in the movie than, like, her role kind of yeah. ends up being. Because, like, uh, the build-up to, like, red... what her character does is just not, like, she's very not there in the beginning of the movie, and then by the end of it, she's, like, the hero. It kind of sucks. There's a lot of red <laughs> her- herrings in the film, too, because, like, like yeah. right before Robert De Niro finds out that he has dissociative identity disorder. They're they have this kind of creepy neighbor, um, mm-hmm. and the creepy neighbor just shows up and is like, "I want your daughter," and like tries <laughs> to run into the house. And then Robert De Niro well, stops him, and it's like, wh- I think what was the point? I of think that? what it is is that he thinks that maybe he killed his daughter because he saw him walking out of the woods with a shovel, but he was burying the cat, and. So, like, he's like, where's your daughter? Show but me her! Bring her to me! And it's still like, what like, the fuck? to do with anything, though. Like, it's... Yeah, no, there's no reason for time. him to really be there. Well, the problem with to- creating so many red herrings is none of the red herrings talk like a person. Like, even yeah. the daughter. It's almost implied <laughs> she's the one doing it, and the way she talks the whole movie is just so freaking bizarre. Yeah, it's like, more after- in place in an Adams Family comedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, after he finds the cat, he, like, is all horrified and runs into her room, and immediately, without missing a beat, she's like, Charlie did it! <laughs> and, like, you believe, you believe me, don't you, don't you, daddy? Yeah. And it's like, and she's just, like there's, so... like, a fish island on her! <laughs> yeah, like, so nonchalant about it. Um, but and, like, and then the music starts playing up, it sounds like something out of fucking Tim Burton, it sounds like a Danny yeah, Elfman Yeah, it's really thing. weird. So well, remember when get... the the woman be... came over to dinner and she uh, was like, "You better be careful. He likes you like mommy." And you know what happened to her? <laughs> it was just yeah, so fucking that was... weird. Yeah, yeah. The and then she like puts on whack. She puts on like her mom's old dress or whatever to eat with them, and you know he he like starts getting mad at her, like, "Put the dress away. Go change." And then, like, Elizabeth Shue is like, no, she looks nice. But, like, she walks out and she's, like, wearing this, like, very black dress. And she looks like, uh, <laughs> she looks like Wednesday Adams. <laughs> it's like that moment of, like, why are you dressed, why do you, why are you dressed like somebody died? Wait. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Someone did. So, this is my mom's dress. She's died. She killed herself. Look at so me. Wait. Before we get too far, like, I think we should just talk about the elephant in the room. 
Um, <laughs> which is like that twist, though. That shitty, uh, shitty twist. <laughs> so that's a. This is a thing in a lot of horror films. I mean, we've seen it in Psycho. You've seen it in Split. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, the villainization the thing- of dissociative identity disorder. <laughs> Yeah, Not great. This, it's awful. Shitty. Don't like yeah. it. This is bad. Yeah. And like of course super inaccurate in every way shape and form. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. we're so like it's kind of unclear what the movie is implying caused it, but I think, I think if I had to guess to they're like, like implying the cheating that, aspect. Yeah, he witnessed his wife cheating on him. And the movie's implying that, like, that caused him to dis- to have dissociative identity disorder, which is, like, no. not how that works. Like, no. Dissociative identity disorder starts like, out, like, in, like, it's originally something like childhood trauma, I think, yeah, is, like, a main source of it. it's caused by traumatic events. Um, yeah. So... And, like, and I guess, like, granted, we should have a little bit of a disclaimer that all, that any research that exists about DID is, um, may or may not be accurate, because it is one of the, the mental disorders that is the least understood, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, and, like, it's very easily stigmatized and has had this problem, like, even in recent years, um, by, like, professionals who don't understand mm-hmm. it and yeah. um, stigmatize yeah. it, even though they're supposed to be experts. So, like, the the information about it is constantly changing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, as far as we know, it, like, it's caused by trauma. Yep. Mm-hmm. I also... I, I, I want to say I have a friend who has dissociative identity sore, so, like, a lot of stuff that I know comes from... Uh, him so yeah it it's it's a little like i don't i don't tend to like claim to know much about anything but a lot of the stuff i know about did comes from a friend who has it and has explained it to me (laughs) so yeah it's so sad that there are so many um unfair biases and assumptions about people with did because of movies like this and most like you said kai most often in the horror genre so that people only know this super constructed hollywood idea of what this is which is Mm -hmm. in no way probably representative of what people who actually have this go through and is treated as a villain a villain trope as a plot device not as something real and human that we desperately need to be talking about and understanding and it it really is a shame and it's just it leads to lazy writing it's it leads to lazy yeah. writing it leads to dehumanization and it's just just bad we no just bad yeah i yeah. would have much preferred if charlie was a ghost or an evil entity that came out of the woods and just started fucking with robert de niro I would rather loved, than it being yeah. robert de niro <laughs> i want to see robert de niro punch a ghost <laughs> please <laughs> It still would have been a bad movie because it, I mean, just. But at least it would have been a little more tolerable. Yeah, at least it would have just been like your stereotypical, like, haunted house film. This movie is a lasagna of bad in terms of, like, poor, like, 
uh, what do they call it? Um, oh, what is it's like a reaffirming a stereotype or like, what do they call it? That's not what the phrase is. It's like perpetuating a stereotype of uh, mm-hmm. mental disorder that is not true. And also it's poorly paced. It's so fucking boring. It's so weird in terms of what it wants to say. There is no setup and payoff. There are no characters and boo. And then I mean, there are characters, but they're up. badly written. <laughs> Like, I don't know who the, I don't know who Charlie is or who, um, Robert De Niro is. David, fuck. See, I didn't even remember mm-hmm. his name. I'm just like, the De Niro. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> his character is just kind of like, I'm a dad and my daughter is doing weird shit and I don't know what the fuck to do. And it's like, okay, well, um, I would like to know more about you, sir. But the only aspect of him is that by the end of the movie, you see that he has dissociative identity disorder and is killing people and like that's the the main aspect of like his whole character and it sucks <laughs> mm-hmm. most of the movie is just him running around going why would you do this and she goes i did it it was I did it. charlie did it <laughs> charlie, charlie did, did it, it daddy charlie did it you believe me don't you mm-hmm. and he goes no no that who the fuck so- is charlie oh but the thing, the other thing about this is like, Charlie. Like the the thing about Charlie is that the person who has dissociative identity disorder is usually aware of the different personalities, or I'm um, I'm gonna say alters because that's what my friend calls them, different alters, like alter egos, I guess is the term for it. But like most people are kind of aware of their own alters. And so, like, the fact that he's like, Charlie isn't real, it's like, eh, I think you probably would know if there was a separate personality inside of you, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, it's hard for me to say because I don't have DID, so I don't know what they experience. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. I also don't trust this movie to be accurate about anything. <laughs> no, not so a little bit. I think they really did intend for it to be a ghost, and they just kind of thought, "No, that's too predictable." Let's do this we're other done thing. with ghost stories. You're, you're spot on that, like they just want to mimic the Sixth Sense and like have a plot twist, but they couldn't think of anything because mm-hmm. I guess like the Sixth Sense, the plot twist was that it was a ghost, so they're like, "Oh, we can't do that," or people will say we're copying. Yeah. I got it. And so they were like, let's just make Robert De Niro have a disorder (laughs) that makes him kill people, which is not a real thing. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's bleh. Yeah, it's just like, (laughs) Well, then, like, there's this idea, they set up, like, this whole other subplot of, like, the neighbor's kid just died, and it's implied the father killed him, so there's, like, a precedent for ghostage, and, like, the the kids could bond over the fact of, like, you know, oh, I just lost my mom, oh, I just lost myself, let's be friends, and, like, (laughs) I don't know, the kid just fucking up Robert De Niro's entire day, that just seems delightful. Yeah, and, like, there's even a conversation in the middle of the movie where, like, she's, like, talking to the therapist friend, and she's, like, Charlie and I play hide-and-seek, that's our favorite game, and then she also says, we also have another game, it's called Upset Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) 
it, and the the delivery of it is so funny. I'm like sit, sitting there, like watching this movie. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Dakota Fanning is actually doing a pretty good job with what she's given. I'll I'll give her that. Like especially yeah, in the yeah. final act when she's getting chased around, like she she does terror very well. Yeah, yeah. I think I think, she gave I a think solid Dakota Fanning. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she's pretty solid, and I th- I think like I mean most child actors are pretty good. Like the ones that we end up talking about for like a really long time are like super good. So. Yeah, I, I, I think she just did a really good job with what she was given, despite it being the worst thing I've seen in a while. <laughs> Robert De Niro, I don't know how, like, I enjoy watching his face because, like, I don't know, he's charming. But also, like, it's really hard to tell if I liked his performance because I hated his role so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, the thing is, I liked some stuff, but not all of it. And I will say, I didn't like the writing but I, I do think he played, like, evil, like, bad guy pretty good, even though it was under a horrible, a horrible uh, script. <laughs> yeah. You're talking to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> I haven't even seen Taxi Driver. Uh, yeah, I have I seen Cape Fear, and I he did play a very like terror. That's the most terrifying I've ever seen Robert De Niro. If they if you want to see like a movie that is like legitimately freaking terrifying with Robert De Niro, Cape Fear is freaking scary as hell. In I have a very not seen real that, way. but I I keep hearing that it's very scary. <laughs> it's very scary. Very scary. Here's the big question: Have you Ooh. seen Dirty Grandpa? How that's a fear I'm not it's, ready to indulge. I thought indulge. it's called Bad Grandpa. No, no it's that's Dirty a Grandpa. One. The, the oh. Bad Grandpa is the one that doesn't have Robert De Niro. No, he's in Dirty Grandpa, and then he's also in The War with Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen animal? either of those, but I know they are bad. War with Grandpa oh coming soon, or I think already out. I'm it's not sure. It's already out. Yeah. The McElroy brothers have not told me. You can also go see it in certain theaters. Risk your life for the Risk dirty grandpa. For dirty war with grandpa. <laughs> this just sounds like they're throwing mud balls at each other or something. <laughs> dirty war with grandpa. Yeah. What if, like, Zach Galifianakis, no, I almost said Zach Galifianakis, Zach Efron just threw a copy of Hide and Seek at Robert De Niro? Because I know Zach Efron's in those movies. He's just in yeah. He's them. in Dirty Grandpa. I don't know if he's in War with Grandpa. No, I think War with I think Grandpa they're actually. It's a separate movie. Like they're not. Yeah, it's a separate franchise. Yeah. They just have him playing grandpas and everything. Now. There's so many goddamn cinematic universes. I can't keep up anymore, and it's a shame because the Dirty Grandpa universe seems very intricate and well thought out, and I should engage in such. Does art. it? <laughs> Does it seem that way? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. More than this! I I will say, as someone who has seen Shark Tale, I prefer Shark Tale to this movie. I prefer most movies I... to this movie. <laughs> I'm gonna, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask y'all a question. Okay, so it, we're gonna play Fuck, Mary Kill with this movie, Meet the Fockers, and Dirty Grandpa. Or maybe- well, I... Kill Dirty I'm... Grandpa. 
Kid, Kill Dirty I guess fuck this movie because fuck this movie. And then I guess I'll marry Meet the Fockers. Wait, are we talking about like the movies themselves or Robert De Niro in the movies? Ooh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> um, I guess I'm trying to think of like a watching equivalent of also- Fuck Mary Kill. I mean, I've also never seen Meet the Fockers or Dirty Grandpa, so it's hard to say, but I think I'll go with what Marty said, because that seems like a solid choice. Yeah. I- I'm- this- this- the audio I'm about to speak is gonna get me fired one day. I think I'd fuck Dirty Grandpa, I think I'd marry Meet the Fockers, and I think I'd kill this movie, because I don't want it to be my first horror movie. I resent it. That's respectable. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not, I don't even, the thing about this is I'm not even sure if it, like, counts as a horror film, but, like, it it kind of does, but also thriller and horror kind of, like, overlap a lot, so I'm not even sure. I think if people consider Silence of the Lambs both a thriller and a horror, I can, I think I would count this as both. Yeah. Yeah, I would count it more as a horror. I think it leans more into horror tropes. Also, yeah. we've been kind of talking about this in a genre class where we argue whether or not thriller and comedy are considered genres in and of themselves because that's that's more of an individual effect of like whether or not you find something funny or whether you mm. find something thrilling, you know? Like that experience yeah. is different from person to person, whereas like Horror has certain tropes and things that you can expect every single time, regardless of whether or not you're scared. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that would I th- make sense. I think that, yeah. Whether um, or not you agree with that is, you know, it's it's up for contention, because, you know, like, no genre is consistent. But, you know, they're, like, this, this harmful trope of, like, the person with dissociative identity disorder is not unique to this movie or thrillers. It is something that is common in horror very sadly i think we listed a couple examples yeah. going forward and you know i th- i think it is important for us to bring that up and talk yeah. about which yeah yeah because it yeah. is a stereotype that is still being perpetuated i mean like i know this movie came yeah. out like 2005 but then recently you had split which was the same thing like movies today are still doing this even though it's mm-hmm inaccurate it's harmful and it's based on very wrong information yeah Mm -hmm. can we talk about how like they he just decided to like i guess kill dylan baker but he didn't die and they just kind of left him in the basement (laughs) a cab baby he just, the, he, like, the lady walks in and, like, grabs the gun from the police officer, and he, like, grabs her hand, and she doesn't do anything. She's just like, oh, and then she walks off. <laughs> this is, like, one of those situations where it's like, would you call a social worker if someone was busted into your house? In this case, yes. She was yeah. the one who did something. Dylan Baker just died in a basement. Yeah, Dylan Baker died in a basement. <sighs> Guess yeah, then well. they, like, go to this cave that was, like, super built up the entire movie, and it's just yeah. a cave. It's just a it's cave just full a of dolls. It's just a cave. I thought maybe, like, the cave would be, like, a place in which, like, the supernatural comes through, and, like, the the little girl stumbled upon this cave, and then a demon, like, 
I don't know, strapped itself to her host body and brought her and brought him into the house and no, it just turns out there's a cave outside in the backyard and Robert De Niro crushed a butterfly in there one time. <laughs> the the fucking flashbacks in this movie are just not good either because none okay. of them actually match up with anything that happens in the actual movie. Yeah. Like, like he's, like, looking for her at one point at, at the beginning of the movie when they first, like, get there. And then, like, she, like, walks into, like, the forest or the backyard or wherever that fucking cave is. And, and then, like, he's behind her calling for her in, like, the next shot. And then in the, in the ending shot where they go to a flashback, he, like, walks out of the cave and he's crushing butterflies and shit. And it's like... This doesn't even match up. Yeah, what the is girl this? can teleport. Robert De Niro can like time travel, um, where he can uh-huh. be two places at once. And yeah, it's which are two things that I think would be much more interesting to focus on rather than you know the villainization of mental health. Uh, Robert De Niro has a superpower, and it is uh, um, teleporting and time traveling, and he's using it to kill everyone. What if he had, like, an evil twin brother? Yes. Uh, evil twin brother would actually be also good. And evil- I feel like evil twin isn't explored a lot in this. In yeah, this no, that would have been great. Like, that would have just elevated this to, like, comedic <laughs> supervillain levels. Because mm-hmm. I still- look, I come to Robert De Niro movies for one reason and one reason only. To watch him punch something. Usually it's a wall in the dramas, and usually it's another person in gangster movies. In horror movies, I wanted him to punch a ghost, or Freddy Krueger, or, like, himself. See, the only person who can fight Robert De Niro is Robert De Niro. That's your horror movie. Oh my gosh. And they took my pitch, and they thought, oh, so we'll just do this lazy, harmful stereotype. And I'm like, no! I want either a shape-shifting monster to literally become Robert De Niro, or his evil twin from his childhood who his wife was cheating on him with uh, to hunts down yes. him and his family as they try to start over and he's framed for all these crimes and they think that he's like trying to kill his kid but no it's his evil twin Bobbert DeChiro <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that anyway the point I would like to make with this movie is don't watch it. Instead, invest in my movie, Robert De Niro versus uh, Bobbert DeChiro, uh, exercise <laughs> yes. in brotherly fighting. Yes. And it's a horror movie. That's the title. So we'll make a poster. I definitely It's called My that. Twin Sucks. <laughs> my- <laughs> and it's a horror movie. I love it. Well, thank you, Hannah, for bringing this, um, even though it was terrible, I had a good time bashing it with you guys. Yeah, this yeah. is... <laughs> so, you can find Netflix and Kill on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. We also have a Patreon where you can support us um, starting at just $1 a month. So if you like what we do, um, feel free to throw your money at us and you can get cool rewards like bonus episodes... And even, early access. Yeah, early mm-hmm. access and even requesting a movie for us to talk about. 
request yeah. something Check. else. I'm yeah. clearly not <laughs> very good at it. <laughs> it's okay. Hopefully the next week's movie, which is my first horror movie, is uh, a better a better fun watch. <laughs> oh, something better than a, be. than a childhood friend's parents showing you something to keep you quiet for two hours? Yes. <laughs> yes, it will be better. <laughs> yeah. All of the horror movies we watched at slumber parties were god-awful. Like, it was this, it was um, Haunting in Connecticut, it was the It miniseries, oh. which I enjoy <laughs> well, now, but as a kid, I fucking hated it. The It miniseries isn't too bad. I, I don't think I ever really watched horror movies, either. I think, well, one time I went to my friend's house when I was, like, nine, and we watched the Catwoman movie, and I had very <laughs> odd feelings about that. Um, yeah, I don't mainly because uh, Halle Berry was kind of sexy in that, and I was not sure how to uh, process those feelings. That's relatable. <laughs> Whatever yeah. else you could say about that movie, the scene where she orders a white Russian with no like kahlua and no vodka that. is fucking mm. iconic. It's that just milk. Just give me some milk. Anyway, watch Catwoman. Don't watch this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, with that, thanks for joining us, and may your nightmares be plentiful. May they be plentiful of Robert Tachiros! <laughs> 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 <laughs>